0: Hello and welcome to our fifth uh, Telecoms Takeaway podcast. I'm Ella Williams, I'm an Associate Director in the Commercial Team at Osborne Clark, specialising in technology telecoms transactions. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Susan Gilbert, who is Principal Legal Counsel um, at BT. And today we're talking about the incredibly topical theme of telco to And I'm really excited about hearing your views on this topic, um, given your role in the networks team, and also hearing a little bit about BT's journey. So, first up, let's to set the scene. What are we talking about? What is Telco to Techco?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good place to start and a good question. Um, It's certainly a catchy phrase, but I think, you know, at a simple level, it is just the evolution of telecommunications that is driven by the technology that's available, customer behavior, and the need to continue to drive growth in the business. Um, For me, it's not about BT becoming the next Microsoft, it's um, looking at the core of our business, which is (laughs) connectivity. And then how can we take those tech co technologies like cloud and those ways of working and make what we do more efficient, more agile, and meet those changing customer needs. And then if we develop the network in that way, we can also open it up and let others come in, develop their applications in the network that then optimizes the connectivity for their specific products. So again, helping you know come up with those additional use cases that meet that customer demand.
0: Yep, About adding value basically and, and differentiating. I mean, what do you think is driving the transformation?
1: Yeah, I think those things I mentioned are key. As i said customers obviously customer first that's what we're there to do is is deliver a service to them and we see a change in the behavior and the expectation of what they get from their network yes we know that data usage is going up exponentially each year Mm -hmm. we're seeing automation in business and the continued move to digitalization but it's also as i said the expectations that customers have so that the network will always be on and that it will be everywhere and that it can do the function that they need it to do. And it's not necessarily just about the speed and, or pay a bit more to have a bit more. Uh, the, we need to differentiate that service for them. And you know, if you think about in today's world, if we have a small business customer, mm-hmm. maybe they have an online business, uh, online retail, and they have their connectivity package, And that's great for most of the time, but they, you know, with a lot more transactions, they want it to be secure. Um, They want it to be reliable, but they also want flexibility. So, you know, it's Black Friday sales, they're gonna have 300% more traffic. If they could easily go on and then configure their service to have that additional capacity for that period of time, pay for that only, and then scale it back down, you know, that's the type of customer-led, um, configurable service that we want to be able to to deliver. Yeah, it's
0: a very attractive proposition, isn't it? That sort of ramp up, ramp down and, and having all of that flexibility.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as I said, it's it's the technology that's available from, you know, tech but also that we're developing in the business that will, um, will enable that. But the other point we mentioned as well is about growth. We are, are a business and building and maintaining the network and delivering these solutions is is costing more um, and it is difficult to sustain growth in the industry if you just you know stay on the current model I think there was a, a stat I read the other day that was one trillion dollars spent in five years in this industry for one percent return massive yeah. And not not an attractive business no. case in the long term. So it's looking at well at, as well as those use cases, but how can we deliver what we do in a more efficient way? Mm-hmm. And obviously, sustainability is is a big factor as well. So the technology has that kind of dual dual purpose and enables us to to
0: look at that. Yeah, we've obviously touched on some of the things that BT is already doing, but where would you say they were kind of you are in your in your evolution, is it kind of coming of age now? Do you think there's a lot more to come?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot more to come, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an, an evolving journey and we are on that path, but we're doing it in the right way. Um, we're absolutely still a telecommunications company. You know, let's get that clear. That is the focus. As I said, the, the connectivity is the core of what we deliver. Um, But we do have a growing digital business. And if you think about the the networks as that base layer and the the digital business, then looking at those applications, partnerships, platforms that can really optimize what's in that network to deliver the services that the customers need, that the customer facing units are telling us that um, customers want. But in order to be able to do that, and and we absolutely are doing that and have started that journey, but in able to do it in a repeatable and scalable way, you really need that core foundation to be an agile, modern, flexible network. Um, And to do that, it needs to be simplified and Mm -hmm. you'll hear uh, if you ever listen to our um, Head of network strategy, Gabriella. She talks a lot about delayering, which is you know, a nice image of stripping away the layers and simplifying. And we're doing that. Simplify is a big topic in BT at the moment through you know, legacy technology, the IT estate, but also enabling that modernization. We are building new platforms. We've got two cloud platforms, um, including the mobile cloud core. Mm-hmm. And that in combination is enabling us to launch products such as global network fabric, which is that network as a service network on demand model that we were talking about in the example before. And then in terms of that next layer, the opening up and working with developers, We've just announced a, a partnership with Nokia to do exactly that. You know, if we get this, if we've got this amazing network, that's now going to be efficient and agile, what do we do with it? How do we maximise those use cases and opportunities? And, and get the value. Yeah, exactly. And get the value, not for us, but for customers as mm-hmm. well. And be able to actually offer those differentiating services that, you know, they're telling us that they need.
0: Amazing stuff. So I suppose that kind of takes me on to the next question I had for you, which is, you know, this is how is this kind of shift to Techco or evolution to Techco impacting on the legal team and the kind of skills and experience um, within that team?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely it does. And I think all lawyers are always, we're always constantly evolving and, and developing our skill set. Particularly in-house, you're always kind of looking upwards and outwards to see what's coming along and how we can adapt to support the business in its needs. Um, even in the way we're structured, we've, we've now got a network's legal team. And we've also got a legal team that support the digital business and the legal teams that support the customer facing units. Even within that, there's you know areas of specialism for something like... 5G private networks or, yeah. or the use cases. So we're flexing in that way as well. But in terms, and within that, um, you know, looking at the skills that are then needed to support those areas and sharing that knowledge amongst us is important. Um, from my perspective and in the networks area, if I think about the partnering, um, the opening up, that Innovation is great and it's absolutely gonna be needed, but it is a shift. It's <laughs> a shift from we are the big customer and we need to procure some tech and then we will deploy it and then we will charge some more for that new tech. Um, we're moving away from that model. The network is now enabling innovation rather than driving the you know or limiting the, the products. So <clears throat> how do we keep that creativity but protect our value, protect BT's value of its what it's invested um, and looking at different models to do that. And when I think about opening up our network to multiple parties, obviously the lawyer brain immediately goes <laughs> to security and risk, which, you know, they're not new problems, they're not new issues, but we'll be doing it in a different way. And it's looking at them in that new landscape and looking at exactly that and you know IP ownership, but mm-hmm. also that supply chain. Who, who are we partnering with? Who are we opening Absolutely. up with? Yep. How do we keep um, control of that? But again, coming back to that, it's gotta be to work for the future. It's gotta be something that's flexible and repeatable as well. So it is gonna be a balance of, of that risk versus innovation, which I don't have all the answers to, but it's definitely where my mind is going.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And it sounds like it's a really exciting place to work, actually, as as part of this kind of journey with with so much going on and and really having to get sort of stuck into partnering with the business to kind of understand all of these new kind of commercial and and sort of partnering models to kind of input into um, the contract. fascinating stuff. Yeah. I, I guess um, my final question that I had for you um, is on AI. Um, yes. hot which topic. A very hot topic. <laughs> um, and I think our viewers would be really interested to know um, how, you know, with all of this going on, how be the BT Legal team is leveraging AI to su- support it um, in kind of De- delivering its advice to the business.
1: Yeah, um, and yeah, as we said, it is a hot topic and our legal tech team are absolutely all over it, uh, doing multiple trials and looking at use cases. Uh, some have been around for longer, some are fairly new, and, th- and that's across the whole of BT. Like Everybody in every department is probably looking at how we can use AI to deliver all those things I just said. Um, from the legal perspective, tricky because we are talking about security and risk, we want to we want to make sure that the tools are secure enough to put the data in that then is useful enough for us to you know do those day to day tasks. I think the early feedback, it's it's more helpful in making your day to day administration of your day, um, that personal assistant level mm-hmm. more. Um, Efficient, which is great because it frees up time to think about all these tricky subjects. Uh, And uh, maybe in the litigation and property teams, they're seeing more of a use case in the the repeatable legal work. But from my perspective, I don't think we've nailed that perfect use case yet. Uh, What would be great for me is to be able to de-layer our contracts and Mm -hmm. simplify would be great. Just knowing from all of our suppliers, customers, who's on what terms, which products are where, especially if we talk about that, um, opening up the network to, to more parties, being able to see that at a touch of a button for governance as well, you know, touched on security, but regulation is going to have an interest in, in these things and keeping an eye on these changes in the way we of operate. Course, yeah. And if more regulation comes down the line, is there an easy way to show that audit trail to have confidence of, of who's doing what on what basis? And I, I'm sure all that technology is out there, but just not in that single touch point use case at the moment, which comes back to that getting it to the stage where we trust it with yep. the data
0: and it's reliable I mean that's at the end of the day you need a you need a solution that does all those things but you need to be able to know that actually there aren't going to be these kind of hallucinations it's all going to be very kind of reliable um, and robust system
1: yeah exactly you know where where is all that data going to go is is something that you know people are, are looking at but it's It's absolutely top of mind, and I'm sure um, David and the team would love to come and talk about it in detail at another juncture.
0: We'll sign them up. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks very much, Suzanne. It's been an amazing discussion. Um, So there we have it, um, Telco to Techco from Suzanne Gilbert at BT. So thank you very much. I hope you found that interesting, Um, and if you're interested in any other uh, topical insights and themes in the telecoms industry, then please do tune in next time. Thank you.